0: What is going on all you fucking nerds out there? This is Smoke Survival Guide Podcast <laughs> coming to you pseudo live. Uh, today we got CJ, Landon Ammo, FDC, of course Smoke Man and possibly Smoke S, S and Smoke G coming on a little bit later. Um, but we also have a special guest, The Beer Man, a uh, brewer down at pecan Street Brewing Company in Johnson City, Texas. Um, so, um, what's going on guys? I know it's been a while since we've been on, so what's new with the whole COVID-19? What's going on
1: with y'all in general? It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) I, uh, it really is. I literally just, I come in and I, uh, on Monday I'll do PMCS. I literally hand out my 5988s and (laughs) collect them back and that's it. That's it for the week. (laughs)
0: I think I worked one time last week. Um, yeah. So uh, how how is life out there for you, CJ and FDC? Um, how's everything going out there?
2: My phone hasn't stopped going off since all this shit started. I'd rather go back to work. It's yep. so fucking irritating.
0: Yeah, I've I've turned mine off on more than one occasion, man. Like I, I just, I'm done with it.
3: Yeah, it's uh it's been quiet over here, like. I just worked the uh the sharp side of the uh the business now, so it's just really quiet, which is good. Uh yeah, yeah thank yeah, God. I, I set an alarm so I can send out my text for my accountability text, you know? So I right, right. wake up, say hey everybody's uh, healthy here and I go back to sleep. That's about it. Yeah. It's oh, it's yeah. been a nice vacation really. <laughs> Yeah, Am I the I only
2: one that still wakes up early?
3: No, I do.
0: I do. I'm up at uh, at about. Well, it's still late, but like I wake up at about five, five thirty. Um,
2: that's about when I wake up.
0: Yeah, go on in. Like, um, I go in in the morning. Um, just kind of, you know, uh, do a little bit of PT, and then, um, you know, that's kind of kind of my day. And then if I have work, I, d- I go in. But it's pretty quiet, man. It's
1: pretty quiet.
2: I was going to the um, skate park for PT every day for a little bit, but then they shut all that shit down too.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been surfing every single day, like three times a day. That's rough, man. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, no, it's a terrible Jeez. time. Terrible time. <laughs> Awful. Awful. I've been doing a
2: lot of work on my short game on the golf course, though, because I still have that shit open.
1: Yeah, that's, really? that's true. That is true. Golf courses are open. That does seem like it. Yeah, you could be isolated while golfing. That works.
0: Yeah, but it's no fun. Like, like I mean, are you really going to go out and golf 18 holes by yourself? Like, are you going to So So, we can,
2: we can only do nine, and no carts or fucking push carts or anything. So, I'm walking nine holes with my giant-ass cart bag. So, that part sucks ass, but, like, you bring one other person, you can keep
0: your distance and have a good yeah. time.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. All you need is a seven iron and a putter. Fucking tin cup
0: yeah call it, call it good,
1: call it good.
2: Yeah, I, think, I think I'll pass on that one.
0: <laughs> well, all right, let's uh, let's jump right into business, man. Um, so what we were, our, our first major topic we're going to talk about is um, the, the leadership echo that we have, um, both as young soldiers, uh, as future leaders, and then uh, when we're actually in those leadership spots. Um, quick little tidbit about that. one of the guys I work with. Um, we found out that we had the same first chief. So it was absolutely wild whenever we, because we were both really like-minded individuals and the way that we hold standards and regulations and all that um, at the forefront, like in front of everything else. Um, and that we realized that we were um, pretty much, you know, cut from the same cloth by the same guy. So I think that, this meme the uh ninja turtle meme that we had published previously um about what we do now echoes throughout other people's careers um so i think that that meme hit the nail right on the head um so like what do you guys think about our leadership echo like is it um you know what are you striving to impart on younger soldiers?
1: Crickets. Nice.
0: Nothing. <laughs> All right, okay. I was I was gonna let <laughs> right, someone else go first. Um, that's go fuck really myself. Deep.
1: Yeah, uh, I know really it was deep working. So uh, yeah, uh, so I I have a lot of guys that I hope don't uh, stay in for the sake of the army, but uh, that aren't so shitty that I'm gonna you know try to uh, chapter them out. So the best what I hope for with them is that I can give them at least a fucking enough that they can get something into their head that'll allow them to teach artillery to future generations. Cause these dudes are getting picked up. I'm not sending them to the board, but these dudes are getting picked up later down the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a lot of time I just want them to know just the fucking basics, like use the TM, Mm-hmm. I, I hate these dudes teaching shit that, like, uh, all this hearsay knowledge that floats around. Oh, I hate that this, so much. Like, just open the fucking book. It's right in there. And it's right. all black and white. It's really easy. It's Nothing's hidden. Like, right. nobody knows Stadia method. The shit's right in the fucking 650. Yeah, It's not hard at all.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, like, about that. I mean, I carry around my tablet every day. Yep. Like with all of my manuals on it.
1: You I don't do a manuals? tablet, but I, I, I do the phone. And I, mm-hmm. anytime I see someone that doesn't have a TM doing PMCS or whatever, I just pull out and, you know, airdrop it or share it however I can. And, right. So that, that's my main focus is just pushing the manuals. And it sounds like such nerd bullshit and, like, and not a great teaching method, but I honestly think just teach people to use the manuals is huge.
0: I 100% agree with you. I mean and that's one of the things that I picked up from my first chief is that he would ask me a question and then throw me the manual. Like you remember Creek?
1: Yep. Creek so like, was one of the guys that that molded me. That's what I'm saying.
0: Like his like and I'm still meeting guys that you know were under him and they have really solid you know artillery skills and you know I think that proves that you know what we do is you know, young sergeants and staff sergeants, you know, really molding these younger kids. I think that that, you know, that absolutely proves it.
1: So I turned to the manuals because I didn't have first chief. I think you remember. They thought I was CID and and banished me to the arms room. I remember (laughs) that. I
0: remember that because I thought you were CID for a while. And then, like, I think the first time we hung out, I was like, this motherfucker ain't CID.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that started, but it lasted Mm -hmm. for a real long time, like three fucking years. Yeah, Yeah. that was wow. So good. I just just got cop face, I guess.
0: And whenever you grew the field stash, it was right in there. (laughs) You know, like that just nasty,
1: disgusting field stash. So good. Let's do our our best chief, worst chief thing. You know, what your best chief did Uh that you that you would do and still do and try to do. And then what your worst chief did that you make sure you never do. So, I mean, what do you, what do you think? You got an example on the top of your head? Yeah. Yeah. Right off the top of my head. My best chief made me make a study guide, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and this, this wasn't just a board study guide. This was an artillery study guide and a board study guide. Right. So I had, All my ten to twenty level questions from you know Mike Golf's written test that he stole. I'm pretty sure because it was 100% the test that Mm I. So I, you know, I was forced to know shell fuse combinations. You know, all the fuse setters, all the shit. And this was back when it was even. You know, there was a bunch more shit because we had all those old fuses on there. Now it's even easier. Yeah. So I definitely pushed the uh, shell fuse combination study guide, the Mm -hmm. general knowledge study guide and just uh, having a board study guide that when you're in the field because how much time are we sitting on fucking you know do not load mission for two hours because of fucking ftc ah uh, there he is i see you over there ftc all right <laughs> no no stop. man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so when we're sitting around doing jack shit just pull that thing out and uh, you know flip through it and even just it, it kills time and you feel just bouncing yeah. questions off of dudes and then it sticks You read it and and fuck with each other about questions enough, and then these dudes know their shit all of a sudden, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all we were doing is fucking around, you know? Right. And then the worst thing, the thing that I fucking don't do and I make sure not to do is when I had this piece of shit chief who would have me make a class, right? Like PowerPoint slides, all this shit, and then he would just take it and slap his fucking name on it and present it and just fucking glory thief me. Like, I'm all about, you know, helping each other out. And like, if you want to work on a project together, uh, you know, as NCOs, because we get asked to do a lot of shit, Mm -hmm, definitely mm -hmm. share your slides, share your shit with your, with your peers, but uh, don't take a guy that's under you, have him do something for you and then not give him credit. Like, that's the opposite of being a good leader.
2: I always love being told to write counselings and then put someone else's name on it. Like, no, motherfucker, if I'm going to write it, like, that's me. Like, Yeah, 100%. Not, especially because I know for a fact that I was a better writer than he was. So, like, I would write it, and they, they'd be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, who wrote this? And,
1: and I don't think it's his an issue fucking name for a chief to have, to ask one of his E5s to to write a counseling. I, I honestly think that's, uh, you know professional development. That's absolutely
2: fine, but that E5 needs to be the counselor for that shit. Otherwise
1: and then the only job the chief has is to like review it and then you know it it make corrections before it goes out or you know make corrections after be like, hey man, this you should have done this. Or I would have done this. But ultimately with a counseling it's the counselor's prerogative.
0: Right. So if I ever have anybody write a counseling for professional development, um, I will put their name on it. Um, But down at the bottom, I will write an insert with uh, two, like, asterisk, kind of like the magic bullet. But um, I'll write, hey, this counseling was written by specialist so-and-so, reviewed, proctored, and conducted by, you know, and then whoever is doing it.
3: You know what I mean? Because
0: I've written counselings for another chief, and then I put that in there. Like, hey, this counseling was written by me. You know what I mean? He reviewed it. He conducted it. I wrote it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. It's just, just so it covers everybody. Like, Hey, you know, uh, if it was professional development, I'm going to write that in there. Like as a part of his professional development, I issued this command. Like he, he had to do this. So as long as it's in there, I think, you
1: know, whatever. Now I'm going to go on a tangent here, but speaking of that magic bullet, I think that shit's fucking stupid. Do you put that shit in your counseling? Cause that Me shit should be a no. known. No, no, no. I, I That's don't a known that. known like yeah. if you continue if you continue to fuck up you're gonna be u c m j of course you are like right. that's just how it works like i don't yeah. need to put I'm, I've always hated when uh, uh my platoon sergeant or first sergeant comes and micromanages my counseling and tells me mm. I need to put some arbitrary bullshit in there yep. to be
2: quite honest, I'll avoid writing counselings at all costs i oh uh,
1: I'm a huge uh-huh. fan of smoking I'll just yeah. take' them out yep yep uh correct yeah passion. so so my <laughs> Here's something I learned from uh, an NCO that I achieved that I probably would put more into the toxic category mm-hmm. than the good category. But this is like I was saying before: how sometimes that toxic guy will can can teach you a lot and and have shit that will stick with you that's actually good. Mm-hmm. So it, his thing was uh, soldiers learn uh, in two ways, you know, blunt force trauma, which is like mm-hmm. the fucking immediate smoke session, yeah. and then repetition. Mm-hmm. So it's blunt force trauma and repetition. Sometimes it'd be both at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I
1: forget to put, forget to put the handbrake on on the one one nine, or take it off. Yeah. Uh, and I would just be doing burpee handbrake burpees, where I would jump down, fucking put the handbrake on, jump <laughs> up, you know, take it off. Yeah.
0: Hey man, the lessons and I, that hurt, those are the lessons that stick.
1: Yeah, I agree sure.
0: with that. Um, so FDC, man, like, what do you what do you think? I know it's a, it's a different side of the house for you. Um, but what are some, you know, like when you were a young box operator, you know, what was your chief doing, you know, that you really liked or really hated?
3: So, fortunately, and, and it's like surprising, like I grew up with great chiefs, mm-hmm. like every single one of them. The only time we ever had, or I, I ever had like to deal with any bad leadership is, it's like, it's always a smoke man, you know? Really? so. And we've all smoke grown man. up with that with that shitty fucking smoke man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um so it's like uh, F D C side, it's like it's like usually always chill. It's like we're always getting yelled at because we're more chill and we're outside of the loop. So mm-hmm. like gunline sees that and then we get yelled at. It's like, hey, you guys are fucking lax, you know, it's like fucking step up your fucking game, you guys fucking suck. It's like, yeah, but you know, Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's like a totally different world to even like right. try to bring into the gun line, uh, way of life. Um, but, um, so it's like, let's see, what, what can I say though? Um, yeah. So, so I definitely learned like, like ways not to do things, mm-hmm. ways to not Treat your soldiers, uh, bring them up, mold them, and it's just like, hey, man, it's like this. This is this is what I have to do to not be like that. I'm not gonna micromanage. Hey, counseling sessions. It's like you're gonna counsel. I'm gonna counsel you. You're gonna Mm -hmm. counsel the guys, and you know, I'm I'm not gonna sit there and you know micromanage your counseling. It's like when things go wrong you're the guy that has to answer to the first sergeant why your counseling fucking sucks. Right. Right. Um, but it's on the other side too. It's like, I, I also have to be there to bring them up to be like, Hey, you know, this is, I'm like going all over the place here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean,
0: I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, like, it, because it's, smoke it's can like, be, you know, very overbearing on that FTC. And I, I, I understand that I've been there. You know, like I was that guy. I mean, maybe it was, maybe it was wrong. Like looking back, I, I think that I did the right thing. Like if, if, if the artillery, if the Bravos were in the motor pool, those Juliets were too, you know, like, and we were conducting cross training between, you know, FTC and like, I mean, all my guys could, you know, set up that antenna, like all the Bravos could set it up. We, like we were a tight knit crew. Like we were all the team, you know, as a platoon. I mean,
3: did the FDC chief? Yeah, that's that, that that's a big thing that I that I grew up with um was like just building rapport with my gun line. Like I've always mm-hmm. had great rapport with the gun line. So like growing up though, it's like FDC fucking sucks. FDC fucking sucks, you know, like don't mm-hmm. fuck with those FDC guys. And it's like as soon as I became a chief, or actually um um I was like interim like in between box operating and learning how to be a chief i was uh kind of holding like a uh, a floating position and i learned right. you know we've had so much turmoil with like fdc and gun line fighting all the time about dumb bullshit you know mm-hmm. like, i want to change that so i just came in and just like walking down the gun line it's like hey man let's 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 work this out. Let's, let's do some crosstalk here. Let's, um, right. let's figure out, let me get with your ATCs. Let's speak with the ATCs. Let's get in the book mm-hmm. and go down proper fire commands, do this, do that, do everything. Right. Get my, my box operator out there and the RTO out there and work on the radios together, get digital together, get all this shit together. And then it, it just comes together as one big team. And my time as a chief was like great because we never had problems with the gun line. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was just a, a talking community, a family. So, you know, yeah. FTC and the gun line were actually one. Yeah. So, and I've, yeah.
1: Seen, I've seen that before where FTCs, I've seen FTCs that are completely hands off, not involved. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that was fine when we were not digital. Like, when we were on the Wolverine Alpha Twos, I yep. really didn't need the FTC coming down to do anything with us. But now that we're digital and we're kinda ingrained in each other's shit, yeah, we need to be they need to be talking. That FTC chief needs to have a relationship with the gun chief mm-hmm. so that they can help troubleshoot each other. Like, hey man, I checked all my antennas and data rates. I'm good over here. Check your shit, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's definitely a true thing. And I, and I, and I know we're getting that with a uh, smoke man coming down on FTC, but you got, I know you, we all have our own perspectives on it. Right. But like from my perspective, FTC is ghosting 90% of the time. Right. And and a lot of time they got a valid reason. They'll say something like, Hey smoke, we got to do, you know, we got to prep for this safety coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I've seen the safety yeah. test and, yeah. and it's hard. I get it. like, uh, but what really pisses me off is when these dudes take a month and a half where they're just kind of on their own doing safety with their FIDO, and I kind of got that, that you know, trust in that FIDO and that FTC chief to be uh managing this, and then that safety test comes down, and the only people who pass it are FIDO and chief,
3: and that uh, should just yeah. be yeah. Off. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that's like a huge thing for us, too. It's like we because we would ask for the time, it's like, hey, like BC, can. We get like a week, week and a half, two weeks, and we're just going to like smash this this safety and we would come out there and we would have our E3s passing the test. You know, it's like we, we weren't bullshit. Right.
1: Yeah. No, that's so, fine. I'd be stoked. If, you know, so it's, you.
3: yeah, my my, my my career is like, you know, like hey, like I want my lowest guy to be learning what I do. Like, I came yeah. into the game late, like super late. So I was uh six years just doing maneuver forever. Just doing maneuvers and then it was like I was an E five before I even learned F D C. Yeah. Yeah. So I came into the, to the game super late and it's just like I got these young guys that are like super smart and all we're doing is artillery. And it's like, you know, I don't want them to be ever in the same spot that I was. So, it's like, hey, let's get in the books. Let's learn the safety. Let's do this. It's like, get to know your job. So it's like, you can be better than me. And that's, that's where we come back to that leadership thing where it echoes it's like, pass that down. It's like, train mm-hmm. your guys to be better than you. All right.
0: Right. And I mean, even like long after you retire, like all your soldiers that, you know, that's the way that you train them. That's the way that, you know, they're going to train their guys. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna work. So I think that's, that's excellent.
1: Um, and like I was talking about before, how some of them are mouth breathers and aren't going to really get it. At least give them the tools to, uh, exactly. you know, maybe. Cause a lot of times I feel like I got guys that are more high speed than me under me and I'll give them some tools that I had and then they take it and run with it. You know what I mean? And then they're I, doing better than I am. And, and that's fine with me. I, I know my limitations and whatnot, but as long as, as long as we're just putting out the right information, I think it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah I agree.
3: Yeah, so you, um, you do as you can for your dudes, and it's like, you know, you have that turd. You always have that one turd, but it's like, what 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 does that turd do that is good, though? So it's like, my yeah. one turd was like a great procure artist, so that's what I used him for. So it's yeah. like, hey, yeah. go procure some uh, gear, some... Uh, some, any, some BII, some end-item list shit, alright, because mm-hmm. we got stuff coming up, and, you know, that was the one thing that they were good for.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> um, like, in in closing, um, on, you know, like, toxic leadership, I know CJ could go on for hours, so we're just gonna... Well, didn't,
2: did, didn't I send you some of the more recent shit in our fucking group chat?
0: You did indeed, and that's why we're just gonna... Cap on. Um, well, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to go
2: spend any more time in an office.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Nobody wants that. Um, but I think um, one of the best lessons that I ever learned was from a toxic leader. Um, hey. I think um, I had a chief that would pass the buck. He never accepted responsibility. He never accepted his own decisions um, like never claimed that they were his, always blaming him higher. Um, so I think that transparency and leadership is the biggest quality that I took away from that because if I make a decision, I've made the decision and I'm going to let you know that it was my decision. If, um, if first sergeant or, uh, you know, the sergeant major is making us come in on a Saturday, like, I'm not going to point the spotlight at them and be like, Hey guys, You know, Sergeant Major said, oh, man, you know, fuck this, but we got to do it. No, man, I'm just going to tell you the facts, and that's that. If you want to hate me, hate me, but I'm not going to create dissension between, you know, myself and Sergeant Major with my soldiers.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's like – I I do that sometimes, and I I feel where you're coming from, but sometimes I'm just so mad about what we're doing, and I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. listen up, dudes. We're all in this together fuck this we got to do it all right this right is why
3: yeah, so, so, so we we, we got a mission but I, do know, I do know what you
1: talked about about creating you know but that's where after
0: like what you do after you've issued the guidance like if like i will never tell somebody hey man you got to go do this i'll be at home bye Like if, if if I'm telling somebody that they have to do some shit that I don't necessarily agree with, like if it's coming from higher, I'm going to be there with you. Like I'm going to be turning wrench, I'm going to be doing whatever it is that you're doing just so that you know that leadership has your back. Like that's, that's, that's at the end of the day. I
1: mean, that's all that we really care about. Right. So I think that's like the number one thing about being a good leader, uh, is getting your fucking hands dirty. I agree. Oh, hell yeah. And and hell yeah. That's I just had I, some extra I duty. You know. I had some extra duty cats that I had to take over to a dumpster that was just fucking overflowing, and I'm talking about maggots oh. spewing out of this shit. <laughs> and I, 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 dr- I drove them up there in the duty band. I was enjoying it that I was gonna make them. I'm not gonna lie; like I thought it was funny that I was gonna make them do it anyway. <laughs> but I hopped out. I'm like, all right, this is what we're doing. And they're all at first they're like, no, we're not fucking doing it. I'm like, listen. You can go down that route. I don't give a fuck. Say no.
3: Uh,
1: you know, I'll just, I'll write it up. You know, you can deal with it, you know, later. I'm sure it'll only cost you another 45 days or something. But, uh, <laughs> but, I, but then I jumped down. and I'm like, here, bro. It's just fucking maggots and hands are washable. And I scooped up just a wad of just oh. fucking maggot-filled <laughs> trash and threw it back into the dumpster. Nice. And then, You're a stronger man than I. Yeah, just I probably wouldn't have like, done
2: that. I probably wouldn't
0: time. have made them do it either.
2: Oh, fuck no. I, <laughs> I would have been, been right there doing 45 with them over that.
0: Yeah, no, but these like, dudes are like uh,
1: – so these dudes are like hardcore fucking, you know, turd nuggets. And I got them I got them all scooping up trash, you know, willingly because I went down there and fucking took the first scoop. You know what I mean? And then I stayed oh, yeah, there yeah. with them. Yeah, it made it, it fun. Yeah. I didn't necessarily make it fun. They were just like, Jesus Christ, this guy's fucking doing it. I got to do it. You well, know knowing I mean? you,
0: like, I feel like you would have made – the shittiest situation somehow fun uh, yeah i do tend to
1: bring humor to things but
0: and i enjoy that um so
3: moving on man
0: um that meme that we um talked about earlier <laughs> the teenage green turtle meme um i'm looking at meme, it right now I, yep yep I, just, I see it up on my just screen shared it
1: with you guys you guys see yep. it, okay
0: excellent so um i think that that one, that meme had the most reach that we've ever, um, that we've ever put out there. I, I can't remember the metrics on it, but, I mean, it was insane. Like, hundreds of thousands of likes, shares, views, whatever. Like Four hundred
3: and sixty thousand. Yeah, so,
0: <laughs> with that, I mean, a lot of people in, you know, the military meme community saw it and just straight up ganked it. So, <laughs> I mean, like, U.S. Army, what the fuck moments? Like, they took it. Um, artillery moments took it. Um, a bunch, like all over Instagram everywhere. Um, and so let me be the first to say U S army, what the fuck moments, artillery moments, go fuck yourself. Cause (laughs) like, this is, this is our shit. I mean, we're the little, that's a monster
2: to take off.
1: I I don't give a fuck. They can, can suck it. Like I'm cool with people stealing shit, but like just throw, at least leave the watermark and maybe, you know, definitely throw, it's, 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 throw a, yeah. a tag. Is- or just instead of ganking it, just share it. Yeah, we that's what I'm saying. Shit. Like, give
0: credit where credit's due. Like, if, if we if we find a meme that we find funny, like, regardless of who it's from, like, you know, the, the other red leg communities out there, um, you know, we'll share it, give them a shout out, and be like, hey, man, that's awesome. But, like,. You're just going to take the stuff from the little guy that happens to be a banger and then you're going to pass it off as your own. Like, come on, yeah. man. That's just, that's not okay.
1: And as many so, likes as we got off it, I wonder how many they got, off. like how, yeah, how much that's the thing. their shit get. Yeah, Probably crazy.
0: Right. Like, I mean, cause we're bringing traffic to these other pages based on, I mean, honestly, like, and they're um, getting paid. Yeah. Like they so are getting straight paid. up. Theft. Speaking of which, Shiner Bach, Hey man, hit me up. Let's, uh, let's collab. <laughs> I mean, Let's, uh, you know, we can do something for you. Not really, but, you know, you can give us beer. Yeah, hey, work.
2: man. Hey, Mickey's, do the same thing.
0: <laughs>
2: what
1: the fuck, Mickey's?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, he's all about them 40s, Chief.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Fucking so, white trash Wonderland out here. <laughs>
0: hey. So beer, beer, gentlemen. Um, that'll bring us to our special guest for the day uh um, can,
1: can i do one more thing on the on the the ninja turtle app? please we, do please do okay before we move on i'm looking at the, the meme right now right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we got michelangelo leonardo fucking splinter Raphael, and then donatello on the right uh-huh. and the only one who didn't make eight was the nerd donatello i just want yep. to throw that out for everyone. Well, he was an fdc guy uh, yeah for sure <laughs> I'm just messing with the FTC. Those MTO slots, all right? We yeah, get that's
0: whole- what it's that's what it's <laughs> about, man. That's what it's about.
1: I know for sure Smoke S made that on purpose. That was a hundred percent.
0: Oh yeah, that was all that was all Smoke S. Like all all him all day.
1: He's like, oh Donatello, <laughs> Fucking
0: X. <FTC."> Nerd, <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing him, he probably made, like, a pros and cons, like, a list of all their positive qualities and being like, oh, yeah, if I was on the board, and I would an select
2: An incredibly meticulous individual.
0: Yeah, That's just yeah, how he, he is, man. He definitely outlined the oh, whole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm more of a fly by the seat of my pants. If it works, it works.
2: He had <laughs> fucking diagrams. Yeah. Oh, you're telling me I'm the only one that doesn't submit shit in our group chat for approval. I'm just like, yeah, fucking bang it.
0: Yeah, hey, and we trust you to do so, so whatever. <laughs>
1: i I throw shit up but i don't know why i even put it up because if i don't get any likes on it i post it anyways
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean like i've been you know really uh reluctant on most of our group chat and just like yeah whatever let's go send it yeah
1: (laughs) i mean ultimately it doesn't matter we got there's there's guys out there that'll i mean everyone has a different taste and shit but Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've come
2: up with like some fucking bangers and then I've come up with just trash. So I mean Well,
1: I mean that's how it is in the meme
0: game. game. Like some things I find super funny, like nobody else. They're just like, that's dumb.
1: I'm like, (laughs) all right, whatever. Speaking of trash memes, I'm never ever making one of those meme battles again. That was the worst quality content (laughs) I've ever (laughs) seen. Our fans are awful at making memes. And they're not even (laughs) they're all regurgitated stolen memes that are just shitty. So, yeah, I, yeah not yeah. one good not i was honestly i did that to uh harvest memes i was thinking i was just gonna steal a bunch of them right and then, then I, they were I, all
0: garbage yeah. yeah they were
1: all trash Maybe yeah oh, all trash. of them are ours
0: like they're they're posting our own yeah. shit like, but Yeah, yeah dude, i know
2: that. i made yeah dude i know
3: i made that <laughs>
0: yeah thanks, like, thanks 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 for the thanks for the vote of confidence there buddy <laughs>
1: All right, um, so, so beer.
0: yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, beer man, introduce yourself. Tell
4: us what you're about. Uh, uh, hey, what's up? Uh, well, first of all, I really just want to say um, I don't call myself beer man. I just feel like <laughs> I sound like man. a little asshole. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: that's what you're calling me. Uh,
4: but, yeah, no, I'm a, uh, I'm a brewer at a small brewery in Johnson City. Um, it's called Pecan Street Brewing. You're uh, it's in between Fredericksburg and Austin. If y'all are ever there? Uh, check us out. There's some uh, there's some pretty cool breweries in that area, man. Yep,
0: yep. That's it. that's so all I
4: got, man. That's,
0: that's your plan. That
1: that, <laughs> that, that malt liquor? So I brew more liquor.
0: extent of what I have to say. Okay, okay. No, well, actually, I did share it
4: tear whenever you said the mickey's comment i'll say that <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs>
1: oh man but so i've uh, never heard of the con street brewery how what's your guys' reach I, I know you're in texas
4: yeah so well, well to be honest we get a lot of like uh we get a lot of austinites coming in to do this the wine trail which we're on so, so when you we'll say go when you to say all Austinite. These wine-
1: when you say yeah. austenite, that's just a code word for hipster, right? Uh,
4: pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, anybody that comes into our brewery and asks, what's your best hazy IPA? Ooh. Not what's your best IPA. What's your what best is a hazy, hazy IPA? IPA? What is a hazy IPA? Oh, here we go. Here we uh, go. <laughs> uh Dude. It you just go crazy and you just throw as many hops in as you can and then cornstarch, throw that in there and then you gotta get a IPA. Oh, that's nasty. That's oh, so you
1: guys nasty. Make it, do you guys make any of those off the wall beers? Like I've been I've been uh Explo- trying. so I had a spicy beer the other day, which really fucked me up and I'll never do it again. But it was like they somehow put Why? habanero it's like habanero in the beer. It was not good.
4: Right. I've, I've done some small batch stuff, but, I mean, that's that's all it is because, like, stuff like that, you know, you're going to – someone's going to come in and they're going to say, oh, I'll have a, you know, a, a taste for that. But you're not really gonna know that much of it. So, like, I'll do small yeah. batches. I, I've, put, uh, I've put jalapenos in a beer before, but it was, like, 20 gallons. Which, yeah. You know, I don't know. well don't even
0: get this man started on weird beer like because i was at this man's house a while back and he had no shit he was trying to make beer with kool-aid yeah like it was wild like he was like oh check this out this is kool-aid i was like oh man
4: oh the kool-aid hoot (laughs) no i was like it was just an experiment, man. It was like, all right, I'm gonna go into my, uh, I'm just gonna go in uh, to my pantry right now, find something and make something alcoholic. And you no, know, that, that's the best thing I could come up with.
1: Well, here's an idea for you. This has probably been done, but sometimes when I get real drunk, I start adding pickle juice to my beer. And it dude, tastes-
2: beer and a spear, bro. That is the shit. All right. <laughs> like, yeah. I,
3: knew
1: I didn't. In- I knew I didn't invent it. I probably got it from somebody else, but uh, it's a like Midwest thing. That yeah. yeah, makes sense.
2: Yeah. It was best with bush lattes.
1: I poured oh it in my PBR. God, I just grab a PBR yeah. and dumped some pickle juice in there. And you and your PBR. <laughs> hey man, I'm just pouring white trash over here, trying to survive. All right. <laughs> yeah, <it> what's good?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, as I, said,
1: hey, so hold up. Buck, I do.
2: I do have a. I do have a suggestion for you. Um, make okay. a malt li- Make a malt liquor. With my namesake, malt
4: liquor is is it's just beer that's above. It. Okay, look, dude, I just told you. I like. I just. I don't need to know the science. I just,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just need a malt liquor named after me.
0: Well, so, I mean, yeah, the the amount of science involved. Uh, um, so being that close to Austin, um, right. And you already said you got a lot of like hipsters coming in asking for some. You know, super douchey type beers. Some hazy IPAs. Let me like, get the hazy IPA. Yeah, bro. Ah, <laughs> Chat, hey, you
2: what What's going um, on, bro? My name's Chet.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, with with that being said, like the modern beer culture as you see it. Um, where is the small batch? Um, you know, where are these breweries headed in the future? Like, and where are right. they
4: Right. So, like, we're we're in a we're in a pretty a pretty good position because we have a lot of the tourism. Like mm-hmm. I can do, I can, I can dump a whole bunch of, you know, lactose oh. and it and be like, it's a, it's a strawberry milkshake IPA, bro. And then like, it'll sell because we got tourism. But mm-hmm. for the most part, like our brewery, we're small town, man. Like most of the people that come in are, you know, old ranchers that come in, you know, they just want to drink craft craft beer and I mean for me that's cool it's it's cool to see the shift from you know a couple of years ago where you only get you know people like you only get hipsters right drinking craft beer now I think if you look around most small towns in America are getting or already have like at least one you know one brewery right and so it's really yeah. cool to me to see the shift that well, happens. Uh, and I,
1: I think a big part of it is uh, just exposure, right? Because like back you go to the grocery store back in the day, and it was Bud Light, Miller light, Budweiser, Miller, you know what I mean, and it was just right. the pills you know, those very bland Pilsner beers or some ales. but yeah, this IPA thing has kind of like exploded, and and'm I kind of like them. I think some of them are pretty good, and uh, just beer with just flavor. It's kind of cool, yeah. rather than. Yeah. No,
2: you know what's feel, become super cool that I see in the uh like the whole beer culture thing is um, metal bands linking up with uh, breweries and doing something. Like mm-hmm. my current, my yeah. current favorite beer is named after one of my favorite songs by my favorite band of all time. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's a tout. It's a It's a song by Megadeth, but it's also a. It kind of it it kind of tastes like a blue moon if blue moon didn't suck. Belgian wheat, but it's yep. a lot more citrusy and, and nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
2: made by One um, Brewery.
1: Oh, wait. We, we got an admin who's amazing who's a blue moon guy. Is that, is that Heavy Chief? Heavy Chief is a, a blue moon Count sewer. I
0: Maybe. Is that, that sounds just, right.
1: Just throwing
4: some, right. throw some shade.
1: Just throwing some shade his
0: way. No, because he's I, not here dude. to defend himself.
4: Dude, if you're – and it's not even for me. If you're in Austin, in the Austin area – uh, there is a brewery called Skull Mechanics, and it is completely uh, metal themed. That's Like badass. the whole, place. and it's it's badass man. Like they make some good beer. They made like a rice beer with sake. Like it, it's a cool place, man. Metal themed. They always have like every weekend they're having uh, metal concerts and stuff. It's it's cool, man. What what did you say that place was called again?
1: Skull mechanics.
0: Skull mechanics. All right. So That's yeah, dope, we'll definitely dude. have to uh, throw that in the in the comments. Make sure you know that um, you know our listeners, if they're ever in the area, they're into the heavy metal music scene. They can pop in, get a dj's head a or two. Yeah, and CJ's all boned up over there. He's like, yeah, planning that trip. Too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am way far away from there, but I fucking
4: I I love me something metal themed, man. Well, I mean, I know, I know for, you know, y'all's community, like there's a, there's a couple of breweries that, you know, are, uh, uh, red red leg previous, Red-leg, like, uh, brewery. brewery
0: yep. yeah, Red leg. Yep. But yeah, um, Mark went down there and, and got to meet those guys. Um, and you said they self-distribute like all their stuff.
4: Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're in Colorado Springs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, Yeah, I've yeah. so I I actually, I went there and actually went to the brewery. That was, that was, but yeah, no, Red Leg is super cool, man. I mean, they, they do some good beers. And when I was actually there, they are on on cask, which is super rare to see, or at least, you know, you don't see it often. And I mean, they're, they know what they're doing. Like, that's a cool place.
1: Like when you say cask, you're talking about like oak barrel type shit?
4: Uh, uh, typically they're metal now, but yeah, I mean, that's, you've got the general picture where, you know, they bong and they like hammer it in and it's an older it right method. It's an
2: older method of brewing, uh, brewing.
4: Yeah. It, it's, it's like the early form of kegging essentially. Uh, so red leg, they ship beer all the way to Fort Sill don't they?
0: Yeah. Uh, it is one of the beers that we have on tap. Um, out here uh, at the uh, Jack Daniel's Lounge or the Patriot Club, um, and they I've, they I've, tend to rotate it. So whatever's on tap, I'm like I generally have have one, you know, when I'm there. So
2: I found it at uh, at stores all the way out in Arizona.
0: Really? Yeah,
2: I've never yeah, seen. I was,
0: we didn't I was, have it when I was down in Texas. We didn't have it there.
2: I talked to my uncle up in Iowa. He doesn't have it either. I'm about to ship him some of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. Um, fantastic!
2: Yeah, what I, is it? The Gunner's Ale. Their Ale. Well, I think my, my like my favorite ale. There's the Howitzer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's good.
0: And one. then
2: they've got a uh, Pilsner. It's Sergeant Pils. They've got a Hefeweizen, It's Hilo Hef. Mm-hmm. Like they've got an outstanding lineup and just great product.
4: Um, there's a uh, there's another brewery that's that was started by uh, by army guys. Uh, army engineers um they started 12 fox in uh dripping spring that's, that's another one they had just opened up so uh i haven't been there yet but i plan on it like during all this COVID stuff i know they they actually just stay open and to stay running they actually converted their uh brewery into a uh into a market so like yeah they've got like apparently they've gotten like local uh produce and everything so, that way which i think is super
1: cool mm-hmm. speaking of uh covid and breweries are you guys doing any of the uh hand sanitizer
4: manufacturing
1: i know that's probably more of a distillery thing than a brewery huh
4: yeah that's that's just distilling like i i wouldn't be able to, to make it
1: um but yeah uh mark it was it was an absolute pleasure having you on um and uh with we need to get a smoke survival beer in the works, so uh a malt liquor.
0: Oh no, no no no. That's not what we're about here, buddy.
4: <laughs> uh, oh
0: yeah?
4: <laughs> All right, well yeah, uh, talking to you and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Again, it's
0: uh, it was a pleasure having you. Um it is time for story time with ammo. Yeah, I have stories. Are. Oh, I know you do, my friend. I know you do. Oh, well, it comes my. with uh, it
1: just comes with time, you know. Mm-hmm. You you stay in long enough, and you just gather these epic tales. Gather the you know, airline. The more I tell them, <laughs> the better they get. I think uh, sensationalized, so, if you will. Yeah, maybe you know. I think I'm working at like an eighty five percent truth rate. Right, right, right. And that's all that matters. Yeah. You got to add flair, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so you guys, uh, you guys all remember the spice era, right? I think everybody here was around for the spice days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. so we're, we're talking the wild west, right? There was a, well, let, let, let's go into the, I don't know. Let's preface a little bit. We'll, uh, I don't know some of these guys might not even know what spice is. But, uh, which is good so just honestly magical. the that people don't know <laughs> yeah yeah so there was this magical gas station uh, potpourri if you will it, that's uh, actually what they called it yep yeah. yep yep that you not for, for ingestion forever. yeah not for but, human consumption <laughs> yeah that's what it was <laughs> but, but you can get this stuff for around 15 bucks a pack I don't even know how much was in it it didn't matter Ram. Uh, and we could, ha- we could legally have this, and there was nothing the army could do. And it was absolutely bonkers like hallucinogenic, some of it, uh, some of it would just make you feel stoned. And then, you know, s- other stuff was like bath salts, it would make you want to eat faces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh,
0: but we, so, we need I, to preface that with, um, you know, some chains of command were condoning it. <laughs> Instead of, like, they weren't like, hey, you know, don't smoke weed, smoke this. You know, like, some units were condoning it.
1: It absolutely started out with, with like, a, hey, uh, don't go out and get drunk and get a DUI. Just, you know, stay in your barracks and smoke spice (laughs) Or, or whatnot. You know, or, you know, don't get high and pop pot on the UA. You can do this instead. Yeah, it absolutely was. I think at first it really wasn't real well known. Uh, I think like your chief might tell you that, like, "Hey, dumbass, don't smoke pot. Smoke this shit that you can totally get away with." Uh, and I think the big, the big army. would definitely that time, be me. The big army at that time didn't really care or didn't know about it, right? Uh, and that rap- that rapidly changed. And I got a story about how uh, the first infantry division really caught wind of it and, and made a change yep uh, and it's all directly to do with the unit that me and Smokeman were in uh, at the time safe. I think you were there I don't I, I don't think you were there physically for the event I wasn't this is all second hand but it's just right, right, such right. a great story that uh, yeah. so we had these group of medics right and they no shit called themselves the Teriyaki Boys because uh, this is around the time of the Tokyo Drift movie. That Q Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, Drift soundtrack. Now. Yeah. was in oh, the boy. Tokyo Drift right there. That was their party anthem chief. The fucking teriyaki boys would roll around in their Honda Civics and they were just they, these dudes were medics right. And normally medics are more uh, level-headed than the rest of the 13 Bravo 13 series world, right? Like, they're kind of our moral guideposts in the, uh, in the field. But these guys were not, uh, they were fucking animals. And I remember them in the barracks. They would always have the craziest shit going on. And they even had a spice bong, like a nice, like three foot spice bong that they couldn't get fucked with for because it, it didn't have any, uh, it didn't have any pot in it. You know, it was only used for spice, spice which was legal at the time. And, uh. So, anyways, these dudes went down. Can you go uh, check the mail? On a, uh, yeah, go check the mail. Go get it. Yeah, get the mail. <laughs> i
0: anyway.
1: I'm, I'm waiting on gun parts,
2: and my shit just said they arrived. Mind your own business.
1: Oh, oh, okay. So, anyways, these dudes go out for a uh, a spice adventure. I guess is what they were gonna do. They went out to a campsite. Uh, and they brought the spice bomb. And, uh, yeah, they were just going to have a great time, uh, you know, camping and hallucinating on Spice because that's pretty much what it was. Uh, so I think, I think as the story goes, they bought some shit they hadn't had before, some stuff that may or may not have been stronger and more hallucinogenic than, than the other shit. But, anyways, they're out there. They're drinking. They're smoking Spice out of the bong. And uh, one of the four of the teriyaki boys – and and th- this story was told to me from one of them, one of them dies, right? Like, it's straight convulsed. up, died. He convulses, eyes roll in the back of the head. And these are all medics, mind you. And then they said, "Heart stopped, right? Uh, and then they did CPR on him, right? Or, or whatever they fucking knew uh, to be CPR, because I'm pretty sure our medics don't really do CPR. They probably honestly <laughs> just put a prop temp in his ass and uh (laughs) you don't
2: understand how fucking pointy that is that dude would bleed out oh my god
1: (laughs) anyways so you know being medics and of sound you know moral compass of the uh of the platoon and all that you know they definitely just you know turned themselves into the authorities and called called an ambulance for their their good buddy one of the founding members of the teriyaki boys right that is well, not, not what happens not what happens at all. <laughs> so instead they you know uh you know for me when somebody dies around me i first step one is strip them naked of all their clothes belongings and identification right right so right, so that's right, what right. they that's do, what do right i'm i'm honestly surprised they didn't burn his fingerprints off them but they did <laughs> they, they his just teeth out and shit <laughs> <laughs> they just stripped him butt naked. Pro move. Pro move. And, promove, then, promove. and yeah, then they took him move. to what they they took him to what they believed was like a cliff that led to the to water, right to a river. Oh, Jesus fucking
2: Christ! I will be but right all back. it
1: was was a cliff that led to more campsites. So they fucking flipped him off this big ass hill, and I get he just his naked lifeless body just rolled down this hill. And landed into some family's campsite. Or near it. Near enough, right? Well, I guess the sheer violence of being thrown off a cliff started the teriyaki boy's heart back up. And uh, so now you have a fucking extremely high, deranged, naked teriyaki boy running around this family's campsite. And, you know, they didn't know what the fuck was going on. He's bleeding out and, like, just fucked up. No, if... If my memory serves me right,
0: this happened yeah, in the middle of the day. Oh, absolutely! Like, yeah, it, was like was it was like yeah, three. It was like the middle of the day.
1: <laughs> this was daytime. Yeah, this was not like. This was not like midnight or anything. Right. right. You know, it would have been. It almost would have been better if it was, because then it would have just been like some bloody zombie naked running around these people's campsites. But no, this is totally. These kids, whoever saw this, were completely scarred by this event. <laughs> Anyways, so that was the defining moment that I can remember that the chains right. of command were like, hey, this spice shit might be out of control. Yeah, yeah. let's not
0: allow this any longer. Oh, and, and, after,
1: and, and literally from that moment forward, it was like spice checks. for the. I mean, you remember the shit. They were like coming through our rooms. They yep. were yep. calling it health and welfare and yep. unrolling all my socks. Specifically me. They were unrolling all my socks and shit. Like anything I had rolled up, was unrolled. I had the
2: same thing happen in Korea with um, cough syrup. Because, like, I don't know if you guys, I don't know who else been there, oh, but like, they do that ration. They do that rationing thing.
1: That's they do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is like the main ingredient uh, of meth. They so Sudafed. they can tell. But, oh, yeah. Um, Sudafed. Sudafed's like a cough thing, right?
2: Yeah. But most, uh, like anything you buy, like they know what you fucking bought. So they were seeing that people were like cough syrup was just flying off the fucking shelves, because people were. Robot
0: well, and it was also that yellow dust that's over there. Like I, I stayed sick when I was in. Oh Korea. yeah, like, I, I was I, slamming. Like I'm pretty sequel, sure that. I, cough like, syrup. So
1: I get, people have been doing that since the beginning of time with cough syrups and medicines in general. Because I remember my fifth grade school trip to like Epcot in Florida. We were banging triple C's, triple C's. Triple C's. Yep,
2: took about eighteen it? of
1: those. Um, fucking probably good for my little fucking ten-year-old liver, but who cares? But um,
2: yeah, it was super funny because like they started they started like tripping shit because I had a half a bottle of Nyquil in my room. Like, oh, what do you need this for? It's like um. Because I was sick last month. Do you remember me being on quarters? Man, like, like
0: yeah. That, that, and
2: I didn't finish it, so I wanted to keep it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I didn't think that they were really keeping track uh, when I was in Korea. Like what, uh, you know, how much alcohol you were buying, like whatever. Because oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, they scanned your ID, but like, I mean, there's you know, like a like, system. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't know that. So like, there were several times where. Um, I went to buy like beer or something, and they were like, "Oh, you've already exceeded your allotment." It was like, I, you know, like I. Don't
2: Fortunately, know. I was nineteen when I was over there, so I didn't oh, have to yeah. worry about
0: my. Yeah, I didn't have I to was, worry
2: about my own allotment. I just had to worry about other people's.
0: Yeah, I was in my late twenties, maybe. Yeah,
2: I'm just now in my late twenties, dog. So like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I'm old as fuck. So.
1: <laughs> old as balls <laughs> old as balls
2: joined the army when jesus was a corporal ooh
1: i feel i, don't know about I all feel that. really old
0: now
2: and oh, so do i I, I, had I had trouble getting 40. out of bed this morning
0: no, wait, wait ftc
3: that. what did you just how you're in your 40s i hit 40 in june this year man get jesus. out of here man. but you like you don't no, look you like look, like look
2: younger th- you look younger than anyone else here
3: when this did you true. join
1: you joined it like, 26, 27, something yeah, like
3: that? Yeah, yeah, so, so 26, so I was a late joiner. I, I I meant to join up when I was 17 in, mm-hmm. uh, 97, uh, signed up for 11. You kindergarten. God. Then, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I was in the uh, fifth grade, dude. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I, uh, I waited, like, another 10 years, because um, I, like, totally balked on my, uh, my uh, my contract. I dropped out of school because I was like, I was making a whole bunch of money. I was like, well, fuck this army shit. I'm making a bunch of fucking money, um, so I'm not going in. And so I dropped out of school to get out of my contract. And uh, yeah, ten years later in ni- uh, two thousand seven, I was like, you know what? It's like it's hard to fucking make a buck and take care of my fucking family. So, I signed back up, and, yeah, here I am, signed in at uh, 27 years old now. Here I am at 39, almost 40. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. hey, I mean, like, you, you've had a pretty sec- successful career, you know? So, I mean, like, hey, why don't yeah, you yeah, keep it going? great
3: fucking career. I mean, it's it, and it's been fun the whole fucking time, man. Yeah. I,
1: think <laughs> in, I think late joining is uh, is one of the keys to success. I know? think so, I mean. too. I mean, I joined oh, yeah. in – 20 i mean even
0: 22 23 like that was 22 you know like because i mean i mean we we met we were we were privates you know what i mean yep Um, but we were both over 21 right and so like that that made it a lot more fun like because we could there were no restrictions that
3: like wait those kids that wait like a couple years and they Mm -hmm. experience a little bit of fucking life yeah they come in with a more adult mentality yeah you have like, a few jobs so, trying to survive like, on your own had a few for a little thousand, while. Checked out ch- checked out college and they were like, Well, fuck college, man. This fucking sucks. And they came into those the are office.
1: always my dudes who are either the hardest to uh to deal with, like uh-huh. the guys that or man. the best. It's it goes either right. way. Right. Right. Because <laughs> they could
0: be like set in their ways. Right. They're like, either set in their admit, ways and they like, can't like, be
1: taught, they can't be told anything. Right. Or they know how shitty it is outside and mm-hmm. they're like just like hey let's this is the easiest job i've ever had yeah the hours are long but the fucking yeah. job is right
0: cuz i mean like I, you know you and i were we were in our early 20s and um, like whenever i came in i you know understood hey i'm the same age as my chief but you know what i mean he's right. been doing this for you know the last 4 or 5 years I've so- never cared
1: bad age of like who's in charge of me i don't give a fuck like
4: well because you knew
0: that, that i was a shithead whenever i first came in like i I didn't care about the authority thing you know what i mean like i wasn't yeah, I mean... like it's just what it was you know but i also understood the technical side of the job so like that's where i was more willing to listen like if you can and was like hey eat this soup with a fork i'd be like fuck you that's dumb like i'm not yeah, doing yeah. that but yeah. like
3: yeah, Fuck yeah. that fork. I'm going to bring a hammer.
1: <laughs> there we are. There we go. <laughs> so I see you've been talking to my drill sergeant. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently so. Apparently so. We it's had flight- spoons. <laughs> issued spoons. That was it. Yeah.
3: Hell yeah. Oh, man. I had to eat my bananas with two hands.
0: <laughs> well, you're an airborne guy, so.
3: <laughs> that makes sense.
0: <laughs> there it
1: is. There it is. So why are well, you go on airborne, Smoke Man? Um, gone. I, you I'm gone. I'm too old.
3: I started out.
1: You're not too old because I started out in the dark side. You're a labor labor for
3: everything, smoke man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna use that as
0: a. But no, no, no. In all seriousness, um, I was thinking about it. Um, you know, maybe, maybe my next assignment. I don't, I don't know. You know, um, you know what?
1: Like, dumbest, dumbest school I've ever been to, but also the most fun. Like, and yeah. I, and I went as a staff sergeant and right uh, well anyway it was, like go ahead I'm sorry but it was just wild how it brought me right back to like basic training and how mm. how the structure is and everything but it yeah. I mean they know they don't fuck with you as much uh, if you're a staff sergeant or if you I think if you're an NCO yeah in general they just kind of leave you alone well uh, and that's, it was fun though a lot of fun what about uh, Pathfinder how about Ooh, so chasing oh, that Pathfinder?
3: I there?
0: chased that Pathfinder for yeah, so, a long so time. So chasing
3: Pathfinder, here here's the big one. Um, schools schools shouldn't hold you back from going to any other school,
1: right? Right. Yeah, but they yeah, want to if you're
3: not a jump master, you're not gonna get that Pathfinder. That's true. So yeah, I mean yeah, it true. was
0: like it was really, really hard um, to get Pathfinder out of Fort Campbell. Um, like I mean, I even told them they like,
1: had a school though.
0: They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it was just really difficult. Like if you weren't in the platoon sergeant slot, I mean, I was just like, you know, a young, you know, sergeant when I first got there, and then um, uh, sergeant promotable as I was leaving. But I even told them I was like, hey, uh, you can keep your PCS award. Just send me to Pathfinder and my first aren't no shit like when i told him that like i was in his office he looked at me square in the eye and he said go fuck yourself <laughs> and i was like oh, all right
1: like i don't know why dudes protect that school like it's something off yeah, the wall but, it, it's a great school to go to yeah. and i think we should send everyone we can it is, mm-hmm. it is a
3: great school it is a great school and it's like um, reserving you, it for jump masters only it just it it keeps no, you're the, heard- you're hurting those, especially I, I kids the that are really smart and can really do Ooh. stuff like that right um keeping them from learning those those uh those abilities and you know right so. i
1: understand why the airborne community will only send the jump masters because then they're the ones that can do the uh uh dzso you know the dzso well, yeah, there's, there's
0: subject matter experts Got to be. in the infill so i mean why you know, like well, you, you need to know that. I think
1: they on the on the drop zone to be the safety officer. You have to be jump master and pathfinder, right? Uh huh. I think. I mean, FTC, Is that correct? FTC, Yeah, uh, uh-huh. you're the.
3: So I want to see. So yeah, as the the though, so, Um. No. I want to say no, but okay that. That's what they were teaching when I went
1: through Pathfinder school. Like, that's how they were kind of
3: yeah, – don't, don't quote me on that. that like yeah. I do not know the K-Sop per word for word. So. Mm-hmm. But I do know when, when I went through –
1: when I did my class, uh, we had more PFC. I had a PFC and two specialist pass, right, like go through the whole course. And, and they, they were the only E5 and below to, to take the class. And, mm-hmm. you know, they all passed and we had fucking all these sergeant first class and above, uh, you know, failing out of it. So mm-hmm. stop it. I feel like the, hung- the, the younger dudes are hungrier.
0: Yeah. Well, now, like they they need to be. Um, yeah. I mean, like when all of us were coming in, it was deploy, 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 deploy. Um, they're not really getting those opportunities anymore. So they need to be hungry in other ways. Um, so I think that yeah, this, schools this, this
3: new board SOP like really makes it like really competitive to mm-hmm. get schools under your belt. Um, so so you are competitive. So now now it's like looking way better for you. Um, but yeah, it it, it, it still started like this like a few years ago before the board started changing. But you started seeing more and more of these like younger soldiers mm-hmm. wanting big schools, so... Right. Um,
1: I'd like to see sapper start opening up to... to uh, 13 Bravos more I easily. think that would be cool.
0: I, I mean, like, I think that, that additional skill would be... would be pretty cool.
1: Um, you know, it's really not necessary, though, when you look at this, it in, like, the, uh, the, the scope of things for our... Honestly, probably Rangers, probably the better... Uh, yeah,
0: but, like, I mean, I've, I've seen... I've seen the ranger go one of two ways. Like I've I've come in contact with a lot of artillerymen that have have uh, you know ranger tabs, um, and I think that because um, I when I was an OC out at NTC, um, one of the chiefs had a ranger tab, and he was by far the worst section chief I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: Really? Um, yeah. As far as artillery bad. specific? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was I- bad. Like how about uh, his like leadership, general like maneuver shit? He seemed like a piece of shit.
0: Like I mean, yeah. I'm gonna be real about it. Um, so I I checked his 4513s. I checked his range card. You know, standard OC shit. Um, and then he handed me. I was like, Hey, you know, let me see your fucking how it's your range card. And this man hands me a uh, MRE standard box. Range
1: card. No, no, no. He handed <laughs> me an
0: MRE box, like piece of cardboard. Um, with the left and right limits and a little howitzer symbol, and it said uh, nothing. Like the word, nothing. Um, And I was like...
1: So I have a hard time. I have a hard (laughs) time. What is Uh, this? Howitzer. I have a hard time with howitzer range cards, right? I get hit up by OCs a lot about it, uh, especially when Mm -hmm. I was a chief. Because typically I have H-E, smoke and a loom, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So by howitzer range card really doesn't mean shit with that ammo setup, right? I don't have any Uh DPICMs, right? So I really can't shoot these fucking targets that are typically. I got a wood line within 150 meters of my gun, right? Minimum safe uh, direct fire is what 600 with uh, 105 HE. Uh, <laughs> um
0: because train? that's the thing, like um yeah. even the six fifty says the closer you are the
1: better. Um so for what for direct fire. Okay, like, yes Four hundred to
2: 1500
1: But you're talking about mm-hmm. uh a you know burst radius of the 105. What's our what's our shrapnel radius of 105? I don't have any. Uh two hundred no. meters,
0: I think. I think it's right, two hundred so meters. I would I... I thought it was one fifty to one seventy-five. Um two hundred for safety. Like that, anything closer than that, it's
2: well, fun for a
0: safety, you know. second. So outside, right, 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 So the closer like you are, the better. There. Like, even says that, like in um the dot fifty, and and the six fifty. Uh, that so the closer I'm, you I'm are, a
2: triple seven. I'm a triple seven guy. Like mm-hmm. I've spent a little bit of time on one one mm-hmm. But I'm a, like, I've always been taught. Four hundred to fifteen hundred. I don't remember exactly what the manual says, but I want to say it's four hundred to fifteen hundred for a one five five. Like that is optimal direct fire range due to uh, I, just, uh,
1: traje- I just trajectory how, of the projectile. I know how to fill out a fucking uh, howitzer range card, and I and I understand the principles behind it, but I've never once been to a firing point where it's like, hey, this is an ideal fucking howitzer range card direct fire site. Like I have this. Awesome yeah. line of sight and all right, these right, fucking right. TRPs. Typically, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at Woods, and I can't really make a target. Yeah, right.
3: Lewis, Lewis yeah.
2: and Carson.
3: Some bear spot, some little bear spot in the woods where we can yeah. Lu- set. Go
2: to Lewis or go to Carson.
3: Yeah. yeah, you I, guys yeah, yeah Lewis. Lewis, Lewis is a great one. Lewis was a great one for I've spent most of
1: my career in the jungle, so. I'd give him my left not to go back to Lewis.
3: Oh, my God. Lewis is amazing. Uh, other than 2ID – Lewis is really because it
2: so, uh, second brigade two, uh, 217 was the best unit I had ever been
3: in in my entire life. Yeah, I was at 137. Look, oh, yeah, you guys are ass, <laughs> <laughs> ass, straight up.
2: Ass. I, I'm, I'm, anyone that came from 137 will tell you the same thing. 137 is ass,
3: yeah, yeah, and, and, and I was in the S3 there, and I was like, dude, oh, seven. no. Yeah. <laughs> FTC, final thoughts, man. Final thoughts. All right. So within the subject? In general.
1: In
0: life. The
3: whole two hours that we've been at it. <laughs> two and a half. Two and, and a half. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. You so right. supporting your fucking local brews. All right. And your uh, your, your veteran brews. Like all about it.
2: veteran brews. Veter-
3: so v- v- veter- v- so v- I'm, I'm always about the blood light. Whatever. But like, light, bro. with the bros and shit, it's like, I love to drink on whatever those veterans, those local vets, especially around here and NC. there, there's multiple guys around, especially with the, uh, the distilleries too. There's a couple, uh, support your local vets, man. Um, two, mechanized fucking suck. I fucking hate it. It's like that, that, oh it, yeah. On the FTC side, it's like you guys don't know fucking shit. Learn your learn your fucking craft. All right. Learn your fucking craft. Come see me.
0: There you go. There you go. CJ, <laughs> final thoughts, my man.
2: Um dream More Mickeys, Mallicka for Life, and uh Yeah,
0: that's about it. Honestly, like I'm there like, you like, go.
2: I told th- I, I, t- I told y'all I'm pretty twisted. So like that's 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 just the way it is.
0: There it is, my man. There it is. Landed
1: ammo, final thoughts. All right, so we got leadership echoing throughout the ages, right? So,
3: you know he cares.
1: If, if you're a toxic leader, hopefully, fucking, you're not. But uh, people might learn from what not to do. If you're a good leader, hopefully, uh, your dudes are taking what you're giving them and uh, running with it for the future. Uh, craft beers, local beers. People from Austin are hipsters. That's what I got. For a two lemon from Unibrow. Paladins are giant pieces of shit. Uh, Light is the way. And uh, FTC still sucks. I mean, that's where we're at. Here we go. My fucking man. man.
0: (laughs) All right. So, Smoke Man's final thoughts for today. Um, Leadership echoes across all of eternity. I mean, we are taking things that we learned from our Chiefs, that learned from their Chiefs, that learned from their Chiefs. so really be a positive influence on all of your soldiers um think about what you're doing on the daily basis ensure that you're providing a solid role model for your soldiers because they're going to take it forward if you provide bad habits they're going to pick up those bad habits and just translate them forward and the future leaders of our united states army um are going to pick up those bad habits so ensure that you're always thinking about what you're doing and remember that your leadership matters. If you're going to drink, do so responsibly, do it locally. Um, In addition to the uh, mechanized mentality, I think that everybody needs to remember that you need to get in those manuals, you need to learn, you need to pick up craft, and you need to hone that craft and ensure that everyone in the future is learning by doctrine, not by how we do things here. so gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you guys coming on and we've had a blast. So, uh, hope to hey, see buddy. you guys next time and, uh, we'll see you around. This is most God signing off.